This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Youth Baseball Talk. Only on lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, Jim Cromer. Welcome to this week's edition of Youth Baseball Talk. I'm your host, Jim Cromer, and I want to thank our partners at The Rope Trainer. Check out theropetrainer.com, where John Smoltz always lets you know everyone should have one, from big leaguers to little leaguers. My good friends Earl Parent, John Smoltz, Chris Verna, they've done a tremendous job developing a tremendous product that can help young kids all over the country save those unnecessary bullets from unnecessary throws on the mound. Uh, again, I mention it all the time. Uh, if John Smoltz is going to take a minute out of his Hall of Fame speech to address the youth arm epidemic that we have in this country, I think everybody should stand up and take notice. On a side note, um, the show today is uh, a direct reflection of the boys of summer being back. Um, obviously, when, I, when, when people hear that when it comes to baseball, I know they think of the big boys, you know, the major leaguers. When they're back, it really feels like baseball season. But, you know, kids are hitting the diamonds all over the country. And in some areas of this country, obviously, they've been on the diamond for a while now. But, but the majority of the country, you know, they're hitting the diamond now as the weather turns. And I don't care if you're 7 years old or 37 years old. There's just something about seeing young men, um, children, uh, professional players, college players, high school players. There's something about seeing them hit the diamond. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, my guest today is a, is, a, is a guy that I'm, you know, I'm proud now to call a friend. I actually met him through the show and his appreciation really for what we were doing for kids. And uh, that appreciation, um, once I got to know him and once I learned a little bit about him, I, it, it made more sense because it's who he is in his everyday life. And um, now I'm doing many, many things with him. And like I said, I'm proud to call him a friend. But you know, his name is Benji Molina. And a lot of you guys know him from the show. Uh, you know, I've interviewed him before. I talk about him quite often on the show and the inspiration that he is to people and what he tries to do with his life now. Um, but uh, I was with him yesterday at the St. Louis Cardinal Home Opener, and we were actually inside because he does, you know, he, he does the Spanish broadcast now. So I was able to, to go inside early yesterday with him as, as, you know, obviously he was excited about seeing his brother and things like that. And uh, John Smoltz actually walked by and Benji and, and he were telling a story to each other about the time about a time John Smoltz had a no hitter and Benji <laughs> threw his bat out at a outside slider and just kind of caught a piece of it and got a base hit up the middle and they were laughing about some of the things that John had to say as Benji was running to first base <laughs> being the competitor that John is and um, I was able to talk to John for a minute because um, you know uh, you know it was interesting that he remembered me remembered who I was remembered that I was a part of uh, that what I do with youth baseball but more importantly, how serious he is about helping kids with this arm problem. So um, I am uh, truly feel honored and privileged to have an amazing product endorsed by such an amazing man and John Smoltz uh, to do this. So that was my little brush with, with fame yesterday at the ballpark uh, before our Cardinals uh, official holiday took place. But it was great to see John again and talk to him, if only for a minute, as he's a busy guy. But, um, again, if, if that guy is going to take a minute to address something, folks, we have to take notice. So it, it's a big thing here at the show. I think you all know that. We're passionate about it, and I want to thank my friends again. That's theropetrainer.com. Well, welcome to this week's show. Um, sorry about being off last week. It was Good Friday, and, you know, we're good Catholics around here. So we were off, 
And um, now we're back at it. And again, as I mentioned at the intro to the show, um, you know, the boys of summer are back. Obviously, uh, if you're in St. Louis, you're a diehard Cardinal fan. 99% um, of the people are. And they started on the road this year. But, man, there's something about when they come home that it officially feels like baseball for a variety of reasons. It's one thing, you know, the game on the field is one thing. But when, the, when I see the Clydesdales and uh, when, when I see the, the, the Hall of Famers come out, when I see uh, all the things going, it really tells me that it's baseball season. Well, it's interesting. I was telling somebody that yesterday, and they were kind of laughing about it because my son, uh, my, both my sons are so into baseball, it almost seems like they're going at it year-round. And we talk about on the show all the things that kids do to try to be better, to be the best players they can be, the life lessons that go with baseball and all that. And that is all true. But there's just something about seeing the big boys come out that make you feel like, you know what, it is baseball season. So – that being said, as I mentioned just a few moments ago, um, I was uh, able to uh, spend some time with my friend yesterday, and now I'm going to spend some more time with him today and let him uh, share some of his wisdom with you. So in the studio today, I'm happy to have my good friend and yours, friend to everybody in the game of baseball, the one, the only, Benji Molina. What's going on, buddy? Not much, man. I, uh, I'm very thankful to be here and talking youth baseball. That's my favorite topic. Yeah, I, I like to help out kids whenever I can, and, and, and I love it. I love it. You know, it's funny. Um, I was Last year, we had weather similar to this when you were in town, and the, the high school baseball team, which my son was a part of, which, you know, I kind of, you know, the listeners kind of follow along with me as I, I go through this journey, both as coach and parent, and they went on an amazing run last year, and it was funny. Um, you know, we weren't sure that they were going to be very good at all last year, and you – um, because of the weather, they had had a canceled practice and went indoors, and we were here doing the show, and you actually went over. Uh, you know, the coach had kind of said, yeah, I mean, we'd love for Benji. And you talked to those kids for about 30 minutes. And, you know, a lot of those kids at the end of the year had said, you know, i got to be honest with you, it was so inspirational listening to this guy. And you said some things to him that a lot of adults wouldn't say to kids. You know, they'd tell them, oh, just it doesn't matter. You didn't. You know, you gave them kind of a – an epiphany speech of, hey, why are you here? What are you doing? What are your goals? What are you doing? And that's the life lesson stuff that comes with baseball. So that's that's why I was glad you were able to join us today. I want to talk to you a little bit about that. But but more importantly, the one thing that I do want to remind people um, that we're going to talk about today is this. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time talking about off-season training, um, you know, throwing, hitting, faster, stronger, bigger, uh, you know, passion, dedication, all these things, right? Like we spend all this time talking about these things. And listen, they are, they are so important. I'm not diminishing how important they are. But, but I, I can't get away from one thing that I, that I feel gets lost in all of it sometimes. And it's just the feeling that I had yesterday that I want to remind everybody of one thing. I just want to take this show today to remind everybody that it's okay to know one thing. As this journey starts for your kid, your daughter, your your son, your daughter, I don't care, like I said, if they're 7 or they're 27. I don't care where they're at in this whole thing. I don't care what they're doing. I'm going to remind you one thing about the boys of summer or the girls of summer. I don't forget my girls, right? They got to have fun. Okay? You can play on the most competitive team in the world. You can travel all over the country playing baseball. You can 
be you can be that 14-year-old kid that's got colleges looking at you already. You can be the 10-year-old kid that's got every local select team drooling over you. You can be the 9-year-old that throws 70 miles an hour. You can be the kid, that 17-year-old kid who's a senior in high school and he's got 30 scouts at every game with radar guns or, or, or they're there watching him hit tanks in batting practice. You can be that kid. Or you can be the kid that just wants to play, but it doesn't matter who you are. They got to have fun because I promise you as I sit here today, the one thing that opening day always makes me remember, I don't care if it's baseball or what it is, if you're not having fun, it's going to go away sooner than later. Nobody can continue to do things in life that are not fun. A kid should never look at this like a job. And for some kids... I see it every year become a job for them, and it breaks my heart. And that's why I want to take opening day, in my opinion. Again, it's it's my opening day because of the Cardinals, and I want to talk about that. So that was why I was glad Benji happened to be in town. Benji, we're going to talk about that in just a minute. Uh, before we do, again, I want to thank theropetrainer.com for all they do for us. I also want to thank my good friends. Uh, over at precisionimpact.ca. I want you guys to check out precisionimpact.ca. They're wonderful products. Uh, they're wonderful sportsperson, Dirk Dombrowski. Everybody's really enjoying these segments with Dirk. He's a passionate guy. He does everything for the right reason. Uh, I know everybody's really digging what he's saying, and they're, 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 they're saying, man, I'm trying to incorporate this and do this, and they're loving what they're doing. But don't forget that they have some tremendous training products over there. Precisionimpact.ca, streamlined organization, Automated business, they outsource all their warehousing. Okay, that helps them keep their, their costs down. They focus on very few products. They do offer volume discounts, uh, whether it be high schools, colleges. If you're going to stock a new gym, train, team facility, contact them. They're building their coaches for them here in 2018 through Facebook and YouTube channels. You can contact them directly, or you can continue to just send me messages through the show. We love the inspirational stuff that you guys are getting. Don't forget, for a limited time, when you check out with your purchases at precisionimpact.ca, don't forget to put Youth Baseball Talk in the coupon area. You're going to get an additional 10%. Let's take a moment now to hear from Dirk, and when we come back, I'm going to talk to my good friend and yours, Benji Molina, about the joy that is should be involved in every game of baseball you play in. Take it away, Dirk. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Precision Impact. My name is Dirk, and on today's segment, I'm going to talk briefly a little bit about dealing with parents at the beginning of the year or throughout the season. Now, right around now is when seasons start to begin. It's really important not to just to set the tone and the expectations for your players, but to make sure that the parents involved, especially depending on the age group, know their expectations and what's involved in their role for the season. Now, recently I just had a talk with some parents as well, and what we basically described is how I would like them to be more fans than parents. When they show up to the game, I'm really excited to have them as fans and spectators rather than have a personal investment into their child because that's when they start to begin their own personal coaching from the stands or setting unreasonable expectations that they might not know what we're working on in the cage or on the mound or in the field. So it's really important that the, the parents are made to know that their role is simply a facilitator or a support system for their player for that year. Uh, we try to establish drop-off areas so that the players walk together constructively talking about the game or maybe some personal stuff, getting their mind focused in on the game or the practicing at hand. Rather than having parents walking with them carrying their bags, we try to segregate that as much as possible to start treating these kids like college baseball players or professional baseball players because once they reach that level it's important that they don't necessarily need 
that huge support system uh, as much as they had before. And we, we're trying to wheedle them off a little bit of those parents and start relying on themselves. They look to themselves during times of adversity. They look to the coaches, maybe their peers or their players in times of adversity for support, for questions, for um, maybe some coaching or some tips or tricks or something like that. Um, because at the bottom of the day, at the end of the day, when their parents aren't necessarily going to be there as their career progresses, it's important they realize who to turn to. Um, preferably as a coach, I'd like that to be myself. I have a giant plan for where this team, the team I'm coaching, or where your team would like to go. And sometimes it's really good to have some constructive feedback from your players, or if they're in times of trouble, coming to you and asking for more help rather than going to their parents. And they might get some, um, maybe some conflicting advice. So if the parents know well ahead of time what their role is as fans, uh, and as a support system, if their players ever go to them looking for support questions or coaching, hopefully the parents are on board and bought into the culture and they turn around and say, look, go talk to your coach, go ask your other player, go ask your other middle infielder, go ask another pitcher um, for these answers and try to remove themselves from this whole equation. That's going to teach these young athletes to, to rely on their coach, to trust their coach and what it is they're doing here. And in turn, you're gonna see something really magical happen. You're gonna start seeing culture. You're gonna start seeing these young players buy in. And during times of hardship, they're gonna to turn to the right people, which is gonna be their coaches and peers. I can, I can work with a kid if he's in a slump and I, or if he's got something personal going on, I would like to know pieces of it so that I can understand them a little bit more rather than just say, well, you're in a slump or you're not doing as well as I hope you will and tossing you aside. I want to know what's going on. I'd also like to see some effort from their end. I'd like to see them be very resourceful and come to the right types of people who are in charge of the team for support, for help, for extra coaching, uh, or maybe some strategies or something like that. It might be something as simple as uh, a mental part of the game, or maybe it's a small mechanical part of the game. The coaches are there to help. It's, if they're hired properly, um, that's going to be their job and they're going to be able to do it quite well. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns regarding this video or a topic for our next video, leave a comment down below. Thanks. Great stuff as always. And again, um, you know, I, I, guys, I, I just want to remind everybody, I love doing the show. I couldn't do the show without my supporters. I just couldn't. Okay, things cost money. I, these guys are allowing me to stay on the show. TheRopeTrainer.com, PrecisionImpact.ca. If you're enjoying the show, the one thing you can do is patronize these people. And if you get the opportunity, make sure you let them know. Like, it never hurts to have somebody say, yeah, man, I heard you on Youth Baseball Talk. You know, they just, they help us stay on the air and they help us do what we do. And again, Phil and Dirk Dombrowski, they do a tremendous job. That's PrecisionImpact.ca. Thank you guys for all you do. Enjoyed your show today as well. Okay, well, let's welcome in my good friend Benji. And first and foremost, my friend, how are you? Good, good. I'm doing good. I'm listening to you, man. I'm getting pumped up. That's that's so true. <laughs> yeah, you, know? uh, um, you gotta you gotta do that. Um, I'm I'm with you 100. percent You know, I think about you know I'm sitting over here saying this stuff, and and I'm and 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 I think back to when I was a kid, and you know I I didn't play near enough baseball at an older age. I you know I gave up on it, and you know I played one year of college and gave up on it. You know and probably had the wrong attitude about it. Well, what am I going to do? You know, instead of just enjoying it. And I really do, man. I want people to enjoy it. I want kids to enjoy it. I want families to enjoy it. I think back to you and your inspirational story. Um, most people really, and it's, it's, an, it's a testament to you and your family. Most people are aware of your – you guys are baseball royalty. I mean, three <laughs> brothers all in the big leagues at the same time playing 
the hardest position in the game, the position that requires the most knowledge, the most awareness. Um, so you guys have become legendary in that, right? But the truth of the matter is it's, it's, it's the tale that you tell about the reasoning for why you do what you do that inspires people. And I know that you take that role very seriously. I'm just trying to remind people, and this is why I love you so much when it comes to this stuff. You're an inspirational guy, but man, you're also not a pushover. I mean, you are not afraid to tell kids, if you really want this, it's going to require everything you have. It's going to require hours and hours of practice, and you're going to have to prioritize. And listen, don't come whining to me that you got homework. Guess what? If you really want this thing, you'll, 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 you'll get your workouts in. You'll get your baseball in. You'll be up late doing homework because it's a privilege. It's not a right. If you want this, you truly have to want it. I can promise you out there, though, nobody wants anything that's not fun. So why do you think, Benji, to be honest with you, I, I mean, again, I know you think back to your childhood, and, and obviously you were blessed 13 years in the big leagues. Basically, I don't, you don't know any other life than baseball, really, when it comes to that end of it, of course. I mean, you're, I mean you have a wonderful life with a great family. But when it comes to that, why do you think we lose the fun at such an early age these days? Well, it's very simple. I, in my opinion, of course, you know, well, yeah, every, yeah, everybody has their own opinion, but in mine, it's very simple. I think the parents has a lot to do with it, um, big time. I, I really do believe that it's not all their fault at all, but but they have a big percentage of it. I think the parents um, could play a, a huge, a huge impact in their kids if they go the positive way, if they go encouraging them. Instead of, you know, like if the kid goes 0 for 3, we were talking, you know, 0 for 3, 3 strikeouts. Instead of being all over him for that, why not give him a little bit of a – the kid doesn't want to hear you say, you know, all these bad things about him. He knows he struck out three times. So why not go the the other route and say, hey, man, what do you, what do you what happened to you today? 0 for 3? Let's go work at it. Let's go, let's go do these things. So the kid thinks it's like every time he does bad, it's not the end of the world. Because he's going to go home to a parent or to a mom that's yelling at him. I'm spending all this money and you're going to strike out, da, 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 you know. So for me, the parents have a lot to do with their success, with their happiness. If they're not enjoying the game, look at home first. It's not necessarily that he's not a good player because you have a lot of people behind you. You have the coaches. Also, the coaches have a, a lot to do with it. I mean, the kid could be a... Uh, the best player like you said but then you have a coach that's pushing you have a coach that's uh, that's always saying the bad things always enforcing the reminding you what you did wrong I mean that's not going to help it's not going to make it fun so the coaches and parents they have the they have the the highest step to get these kids going in the right directions and getting them all pumped up and getting them all fired up and, and positive I think yeah, you know, um, it's funny, I, and I don't know if you're familiar with him. Are you familiar with Steve Springer? He was with Toronto, his story. You ever yeah. follow him? Very? Yeah. You know, the, the, you know, I love Steve. I love his message. I love, I, I love his attack on what he thinks is, is, is some of the issues for hitters and things like that. I love the mental approach. You know, the one thing that he says that I think is so true, we need to – like, I, I – I, here, how do I say this? I'm trying to use this show as a platform to change things in baseball for kids. I'm not quite sure it's ever going to change unless we get a movement for parents to change the understanding of what failure truly is. And to you me, just, you just said it. To parents. me, parents. Yeah. Well, to me, and coach. And coach. Well, because coaches are typically parents. 
Um, I, to me, I think we have, like, we, we, you brought it up. I think we've, like, lost our way on what failure really is. For me, failure would be my son going out there and not caring, my son going out there and not giving his best. Um, but, but we view, like, it becomes failure when they can't throw a strike and they strike out and they make an error or they don't get a big hit. That's not failure, folks. You know what that's called? That's called baseball. Yes. Because it's hard. And listen, let me tell you something. The game is so hard at the major league level. But guess what? It's hard at the seven-year-old level. Mm-hmm. It's hard at every level. It's all relative. That's why I hit the parents and I hit the coaches. They have such a big impact on these kids. Let me ask you this, Jimbo. If your kid is playing high school, he's still three years away from a big deal, which is the draft. Out of high school, and he's a big deal like three or two or three years in col- um, out of college or four years, whatever that is. But that's the goal, right? I mean, trying to get him drafted so he can play pro baseball. And if you like baseball, if you play baseball, that's one of the goals. So why why seven-year-old kid has to be going through a, a yelling part or, or, or a coach being so mean to or, or, or any kid, you know, from, from any age? I'm just saying, why does they have to go through it? Don't they know that this kid is, since, is seven years old and he's not even going to be aware of what's going on until high school. You know, when I became really uh, aware of, of uh, professional baseball, 15 years old, you know what I was doing? I was playing baseball for, for the, until 14, and that's what my brother did, and that was what Yaddy did. We never talk about professional. I mean, obviously, once you, once you get to 15 years old, you start thinking because you see it, you see it past that high school you say, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to go to college? Am I going to go to sign? So you see what I mean? So you're wasting your time. If you're a coach that likes to yell at these kids and putting them down, you're wasting your time, and you're wasting my kid's life. I don't want my kid to say in two years, I don't want to play anymore. I don't like this guy yelling at me. I don't like this kid or doing whatever. No, I want them. That's why I said the coach and parents have the highest the highest uh, way to get your own kid or other kids so positive in the right direction, you know, and and we don't do it sometimes. You know, it's funny. I I feel like um, as a parent, and you know what's funny is as we're talking about this, our we have a, a guest producer today, is Darren Yates, and um, I actually it's funny I invited him to come with us Saturday because uh, he does such a great job, and we're doing a special show Saturday for another for for the Cardinals. And he said he couldn't because his he has a young son who's starting. Is it T-ball, Darren? Actually, he played T-ball three years ago. It was a uh, coach pitch last year. This year, it's machine pitch. Okay, yeah. So it's funny to see new parents going through this journey, and I'm watching him intently listen over there. And and it just hit me that this is where he's at in his life. But the thing is, and and this is what I'll never understand. It's almost like a like parents and coaches feel like when you have a kid and he plays a sport, you supposedly wear this badge of honor. And for some reason, if you were to praise your son or or tell him you're proud of him or, or, or do whatever, if they didn't do well, you would lose this badge of honor. Like, it's okay. Like, I could never just go up and tell my kid, it's okay if they struck out three times. Well, let me tell you something, okay? Everybody strikes out three times at every level. 
Okay, now, here's the problem as I see it, and you guys tell me if I'm wrong, and Darren, please, as a new parent, this is what the, sh- the show's designed for you, to be completely nice. honest with you, okay? So jump in at any time. Feel free. Because um, here's the deal. We got all ends of the spectrum here. We got a guy here in me that's not ashamed to admit that when I started this journey with my oldest son, I was, I was wrong. I did not do it right. I, I'm the first one to admit it, right? We have a guy sitting over here that played at the highest level, 13 years in the big leagues, lived it, okay, two gold gloves, World Series championship, and probably at, and at one juncture threw your shoes away and gave up to, for a few minutes, right? And over here we have a guy who's just getting started and is like probably going, man, this is crazy to some degree. So we got all ends of the spectrum here, so jump in. But for me, I look at it and I say, at what juncture did it become wrong to care more about who your kid is and who they become through what they do as opposed to what everybody thinks of them because of what they can do on an athletic field? How did this happen? Now, I understand in the world that we live in, we put professional athletes, no disrespect to you, Benji, of course, we put them on a pedestal. And they can't, you know, it's funny, I, I interviewed your brother one time and through you when I first met you, and he said something that was so profound and stuck out to me. He said, I can't be everything to everybody, but that's what they want. You know, I, I can't be happy after going 0 for 4 and sit in a restaurant and sign 100 autographs. I'm a human being. I want to, I just want to be today. Tomorrow I might be fine, and I might be the guy you want me to be, but I can't be everything to everybody. Why can't your kid just be a kid? Right. And it's okay. Benji, you grew up with a father that instilled an unbelievable work ethic in you. Um, you, you. I mean, you, you wrote an unbelievable book about the driving force behind how the Molinas became the Molina family. But did he ever not let you be a kid? Always. Always. He was strong with us. That doesn't mean you, you can let your kid do whatever. Right. You know, and be happy with it. You know, it, it. I mean, he was really strong with us, but he wasn't cursing at us. He wasn't yelling at us for just anything. He picked his spots, and if we weren't caring, if he felt like we weren't caring on baseball, he 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 would come at you right in your face. Because, but but that's that's okay because he's not caring, you know. Right. But once you're doing everything right, he had nothing to say to anybody but good things. Yeah. Because you were doing everything right. Let me give you an example so you guys understand what I mean about the parents, right? Um, I'm not going to say who it is because obviously he's a family member, but <laughs> and I don't want to throw him down. But he'll know if he hears. But, <laughs> <laughs> but look. You know who you are. Micah, you know who you are. Yeah, you know. <laughs> My cousin went to uh, um, uh, Kyle Rickham, uh, you know, his facility in yeah, the yeah. airline. He went to a tournament there. And they lost. They finished fourth out of, like, what, 40 teams. Yeah, there's okay. a, like, we went to the lot. one in Myrtle Beach when Logan was 12. And I it's mean, a it's a great tournament. It's, it's a, great a lot of fun. You play teams from all over the – Some uh, there was a team there from out of – there were two teams out of the country. I mean, it was awesome. But let me tell you what happened, okay? And then you, you'll see what I mean by the parents having the, the – having the uh, how do you say that? Having the opportunity to help out instead of – Put him down, right? Right. So he goes and played that last game. He uh, he went three for four, threw two guys out at second, and then this is what happened. He punched out to end the game. 
So we lost, right? The Molina team lost. Here, here they are, fourth place, which is ain't bad at all. And they were two years younger. Two years younger than everybody else. Okay? So follow me. They got a drive of an hour and 10 minutes from where they were to the house. And the dad was all over the kid for striking out to end the game. The whole... Well, not the whole hour because my, my aunt was there and he was she was yelling at him and, and she called me to talk to the guy, right? So here I am. I answered the call. My aunt said, Benji, you got you to gotta talk to him. You got to talk to him. He's talking. He's yelling at, at, at this kid. He's yelling at him like he sucks and, and that, that. And I said, what happened in the game? And then she told me what I just said, you know, three, four, four, throw two guys out. He just, I mean, two yeah. RBIs. And I'm like, What? He just, he had an opportunity to get his confidence, the kid's confidence, way mm -hmm. up in the sky. You know what I'm saying? Right. Way up in the sky after a great game. That's a great game. Mm -hmm. You struck out at the end, all right. But that's a great game for me. So I'm going to take an opportunity as a dad, and I'm going to put my kid in his head like, wow, that was awesome. So he get more energy for next time to work out and keep going. He's already sad he struck out. So he, he, he lost that opportunity for an hour. Right. Well, actually, a little earlier because I called and I just cursed him out. And, you know, we I, I yell at him straight up. I said, I don't want this kid. I don't want you ruin my, my kid because I call him my kid. He's like my son. I don't want you ruin this kid's life. I want, my, I want this kid to play baseball. And he's really good. And I don't want you to take this opportunity that he went three for four and, and two RBI and threw two guys out. And then you, you're talking about a, a, a freaking strikeout? But do you understand now what I mean by the parents and, and the coaches? That's an opportunity mm -hmm. to elevate his confidence, to elevate his game, to elevate all the practice. He probably didn't want to go to work, uh, practice the next day. And this kid wants to go play every single day in practice, right? But yeah. that's what I mean by a parent. If you're a good parent, you're starting right now. Yeah. It's going to be long years. <laughs> I'm telling you, right. it, it is. You know, it's a sacrifice. Like I always tell all my kids, it's a sacrifice. Don't, don't think this is just anything. It's a sacrifice mm -hmm. for your parents and for you to go play and go practice, you know, whenever you have to. But don't, don't. Don't waste that opportunity that you have to always find the positive out of the out of the negative on your kid. Cause yeah. once you know that happened to my co my cousin, two days later he called me. He didn't want to play no more. And he is one of the best kids. I mean, obviously he's a freshman and he's starting in the high school team, and a very competitive school. All right, he already went two for three the other day. I mean, he's a good player, and he, two days after that happened, he wanted to quit. That's terrible. But you know what I, I mean, mean now? Yeah. What what I mean with the parents? Definitely. Well, I think a lot of parents are are in it for the wrong reasons. They're they're trying to make their kids rich or famous. They want them to play pro baseball. It's not about what it should be about. Your kid is having fun doing something they're hopefully you know good at or average at or whatever. But even if you're thinking about money and fame, you know, like that. You know, what I'm saying though, because. The first T-ball three years ago, there was parents yelling and wondering why their kids are out. There was a fight. I had to tackle a guy down to the ground because he jumped some other dad. No way. 
You no know what I mean? It's just like, guys, what are you doing? Should never happen. Yeah. Not at that age. And the kids see that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about the kids having fun, doing something they love to do. There's nothing wrong with your kid when he's 15, 16, getting close to a draft or maybe getting close to a university, you know, college, education. There's nothing wrong to tell him, hey, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. You got to do this. You got to do that. But seven through 14 years old, just go out and work with him. Right. Go out and, and pump him up. Yeah. Make him get up from the couch and say, Dad, I want to pitch to you outside. Here's the problem, exactly. as I see it. The problem is this. For some people, it's not okay if they just aren't good enough. And that's sad. I, I'll never understand it. But see, that's what I mean by the parents and the coaches. They have right. the opportunity to elevate your kid, well, and instead he's putting him down. It, it, right. I, I, I will tell you this. Here's the thing. And it happens. As a parent, you have the opportunity to make sure it goes exactly how it should go for your kid. You know what I'm saying? Because here's the deal. It, 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 it's not like, it's not crazy to think that a, a family will find themselves in a bad situation with a team. It happens. Okay. You get snowed. You get promised things that don't happen. You believe in somebody that you realize later is not who they thought they were. That's life. That happens. You, most people out there will make a bad choice when it comes to a team for a variety of reasons. They believe my number one thing of all time, this guy played in the big leagues or he played in the minors or played in college. He's got to be a great coach. Eh, wrong. Okay. Most of the guys that I know that are full of shit and don't do a good job and do it the wrong way played at some high level. Find a definition of coach. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, if you if you believe that's your coach, you're in the wrong path. If I, I believe my coach has to be inspiring, mm. I believe my coach has to be positive. I believe my coach has to be respectful, because if you're not respectful, how the heck the kids are gonna be respectful? Uh, my team in the Molina, they don't throw helmets. Whenever they struck out, they put them down, because they're gonna be kicked out of the game, and off the team sometimes, because we lost a tournament because a kid was acting up and the dad didn't want to shut up in the stands and we we kicked him out and said hey right. that's not permitted oh and then he kept going we gave him a couple of chances and we kicked him out even yeah. though he was our best guy i don't care i yeah. want the all the kids to grow up in the same way respecting the coaches respecting the umpires i mean respecting your teammates how about that yeah. I, I want i want that in my coach I don't want my coach to turn around while his kid's throwing the helmet all the way and, and the bats into the fence or the parents, ye sorry, yelling at them through the fence. Mm -hmm. That's not allowed. Right. You know, let him play. That's why we got coaches. If you want to yell from the fence, put a jersey on, go in, and, and you'll be part of our coaching stuff. But I don't want that stuff. But that's what I, my definition of a coach is. Yeah. It's, and it, what about – Go ahead. Sorry, the, all, no. all the kids that have – like average talent, but their work ethic is there. And they keep working and keep working, all of a sudden they're above average well, talent. It seems like in our society today, everybody wants something now, now, now. Sometimes you gotta develop. Didn't Tommy Pham spend 10 years in the minors? Well, he kept at it, see, his work ethic. See, that's the thing. We're losing so that, I think, too. People so. forget about, see, people want, we live in an instant gratification world. People, like, I, I, you know what I think back, and this is gonna sound kind of goofy, I remember the first time I ever started lifting weights. It was at the YMC, Darren, you're a Grant City guy. Remember the old YMCA in Grant City? Oh, yeah. It was downtown. The very first time I ever went in there to the weight room. I'll never forget it. I was, you know, I think I was 12 years old. I was small. 
I wanted to be stronger. And my friend was lifting these weights. I went in there and I'll never forget. I, 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 I went in there for like three days and was so discouraged because I couldn't lift all the plates. And I could, I, I, even then, yeah, we, we live day, in an instant gratification yeah. world. But the adults who are smarter than the kids are supposed to be the ones to teach us that it's a marathon, not a sprint. But the problem is these parents have become enthralled with the sprint because it's instant yeah. gratification. They've got to put something on Facebook tonight. And you didn't give me anything in the game that I could put on Facebook. That's what right. it is. And you were exactly. saying about Tommy Pham that mm -hmm. I was, you know, you were saying, I mean, they're, they're, they're older, right? You know, like yeah. at that time, at that time, they're older. But the kids, the kids, you, you need to know in your head right now that you're starting, your kid might not be good for 10 years. Right. I wasn't good until I was 13, 14 years old. Listen to this, to everybody. And it's in my book. I couldn't hit anything. I could catch, you know, I could catch everything. I was okay there. That's why I was playing. And also because of my dad, right? So, and I could pitch. But I couldn't hit anything. I couldn't hit. And sometimes we play double headers and I sit in the second game. Because I couldn't hit. And then we needed a win or something. Somebody else pinch hit for me or whatever. And imagine that when you're a kid. That's tough. But... You have to know that your kid might not be good for five to ten years, and that doesn't mean he's not gonna be good. That's what right. parents need to understand. So, were the your struggle, parents encouraging, and they made you always you stick with it. You always never got down about it, so you kept at it, and you always became a better hitter. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. That's what I mean Kudos by the them. parents. Yeah. And the coaching has a big part in your success as a kid. I I was struggling, I was struggling, and all I wanted to do was please my dad. That's all I wanted. I want it because my dad was a great player, you know. He was, he's in the Hall of Fame, amateur baseball, so he's a good player. So I wanted to play him. I wasn't not thinking about professional baseball or getting rich. Not, not at all. I was just getting better. I wanted to be better. So if these parents like you, you're starting, you might not see improvement until he's 10. Mm -hmm. Then you're all sudden you see this kid because you sacrificed five years. But of him not being that good, but you sacrificed the years and the coaching and did this. And all of a sudden in 10, 11, 12, this kid is, is amazing because you sacrificed those years. But if you are tough on these kids for those five years, ain't not, ain't not going to be no positive. Right. It all's going to uh, stuck in there or he's not going to play anymore. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what I'm saying. Like the coaches and parents have the higher end. Yeah, on being positive on their kids. Well, that's what I the approach I take. If he strikes out or if a ball goes under his glove, it's all about you know what. Well, what can you do better next time to get the ball? You know, use it as a as a growing experience to learn. Don't yell at him for striking out. You know, I want to teach him. So I'm making notes all the time. Hey, you, who cares? Just struck out next time. Yeah. Do this a little different. Tweak this. Tweak that. But you see how nice Work that is. Yeah. Yeah. Do you it, think you as a coach you tell me that? Or you yell at me, which one am I going to do better next time? Right. The one that you go positive at him. It, it, it seems like such a simple principle. Why don't most, it seems like most parents and most coaches don't get that. It's what is, I, well, I, I think the parents are spending or? the money more now these days with their kids and they want results, right? They want their results because I'm spending my money. Well, they're going away from what really is the process, which I really believe it's a process. Like you starting right now. D-ball, kind of. Yeah. 
It's a long years. It's funny. I joke around that Taven's my retirement plan. <laughs> but of course, I, I don't say it in front of him. But it's like, you know, it's a joke. Because he is, you know, of course, I'm sure all parents say and this. And he could be. All parents say this. Yeah, right. Huh? But the, he's pretty talented. He's, he plays short. He's got a great arm. He's a good little hitter. And well, he, look at how many years you got I left. know. So I'm trying to, like, protect him from getting too confident. And because everybody's telling him how good he is because he's a good little player. Like, you got to stay, you know. Humble. You know what really matters? Know what humble is. You know what really matters now? The practice, mm -hmm. the dedication, your sacrifice as a parent, your sacrifice as a coach. That's what matters right now. Sure. It well, doesn't matter. So, well, it should you. always matter. Negative it should always well, matter. Well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, all those years, that's what matters. So right? Once there, you get yeah, to exactly. high school, maybe, maybe your mind can change because he's older and you can see the skills level. He can't stop working. You can't stop yeah. sacrificing for him. Right. You can't stop sacrificing for your kid. I just had this kid. conversation with Logan yesterday. You know, I, and it's funny. It, was, it wasn't about baseball. It was about his grades. And I had told him, I said, listen, son, I, I am happy to keep sacrificing for you. I'm happy to keep putting you in your dream first, <laughs> really. But you have to put some skin in the game, too. And all the things that you want, and I'm, I'm doing air quotes, people, all the things that you want are not going to be possible without grades. I can promise you. You're not a draftable player, so there aren't Division I schools fawning all over you. You're probably going to be – and again, we're still a couple years away. But at this juncture, you're a good baseball player that has poor grades. You are limiting your, your, your options to where some of the things that you want to do in the summer with college showcases, they're really a waste of time. Because the way baseball works, and this is the misnomer, Okay, the way college baseball really works is if you're not one of the top like 1% and you don't make grades, well then you better then your family better have a lot of money because you're you're going to have to pay a lot of money to go to college. Yes, sir. Yeah. So if 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 you don't, then now your options become very limited and the things you do in the summer become I'm not calling them less important because there's something wrong. They just can't help. I mean, I guess the scenario that I gave him was, let's say you go to a showcase this summer. Let's say there's three co college coaches th that are like, you know what? Um, he's not there yet, but I see him getting there by his senior year. I want to talk to this kid. How old is he now? He's 15. 15, okay. So he's, he's, he's coming into that year that's real important for him, right? So let's say these coaches come over here and talk to you. The first thing they're going to ask you is, what's your grade point average? Yes, what's your sir. ACT? Yep. Okay, what, that's what the are first you? thing they're going to ask. What are he going to tell them? Well, I, I, you're going you're to tell them the truth. And when you tell them the truth, they're going to get this look on their face like, okay, thanks. Because they're not dumb. They know the drill. Just like you have to know their drill, they have to know your drill. Well, I don't know if you know this, Jimbo. You can use this too. 75% of the big league players are from college. 75% of the big league product right now it's from college what does that mean That's they have to be they have to be good students because if not they won't go right or yeah. or or pay but the other percent is like 10 percent or something like that is it's out of high school yeah five percent is out of international that surprises me five percent out of international Yep. Well, hmm. just think about it. How many how many guys you draft and how many guys you sign? No, I know. It's just so, yeah. But but that's what I'm saying. You can use that too. 
Well, seventy-five percent in the big leagues, because that's what he wants to get. That's the that's the main goal. It's from college. So don't tell me that because I had a high school, you're the best student and you're the best player. That doesn't mean you're gonna get there. Well, you know what uh, I'm excited about. To be honest with you guys, um, uh, 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 truthfully, very excited um, about the the thing here with Benji is this. Um, you know, obviously we got to get moving here. The one thing I want to tease on for the next time Benji's here and he'll be back in town in, in a couple weeks and I'm going to have him back on again, we have our winners from my contest that I, I'm going to allow to call in and ask Benji a question, which I know they're excited about. But the thing I want to get to next, which is going to sound really interesting, okay, because of what we talked about today. If you hear in Benji's voice, and this is what was interesting about his address to the high school team last year. On the flip side, unlike most people, okay, he doesn't sit here and give you this rainbow either. He doesn't sit here and say, it's okay. Who cares? It, listen, if you have a dream, and if that dream is to play in the big leagues, then go get it. It's okay. It's okay to grasp for a dream. What's wrong with that too? See, I, you guys all know from the show that my biggest pet peeve is I don't care if a kid's 5 or, or 15. Do not say, this is my biggest pet peeve. Well, it's not like they're going to play in the major leagues. Because what is my answer to all that? And you all know, and you're probably tired of hearing me saying this. I just look at people and go, okay, well, then we'll just do this half-ass then. Because they're not going to go to the big leagues. No. Bull How crap. do they know that? Yeah, bull crap. Don't, right. don't be a dream killer. I, I, I hate that. It's okay to be realistic with people, but at the same time, don't be a dream killer. I mean, the Beatles were passed up 26 times. George Martin finally liked them. Well, and yeah. that's my thing. See, the, whole, the world is full of great stories. Your son or daughter might be a great story. But the problem is we define the great story by what? They made it to the big leagues. That's not the only great story. How about the great story of, man, look at what baseball did for my son confidence, life lessons, mm -hmm. look where he's at now, look at the doors that open for him. The story is not written yet. And the problem is we want the story written so fast. Let them write the story. But the dream, the, the attitude, the want, the desire is all part of the story. And that's why I love this guy sitting to my right. I'm anxious for him to tell you why it's okay to encourage rather than squash the dream. So on the flip side of, hey, yeah, go out and have fun. There's another side of it that involves the life lesson of work ethic, desire, want, sacrifice, all the things that you should want to instill in your child. Well, so I'm I, excited about this, the, the next yeah. show that we do. Well, I love that Benji talked about it wasn't about the fame or money. Man, he loved baseball. He loved playing. I, I think that, that is so important. A lot of kids, you know? um, this is very important, I mean, what I'm going to say, yeah, because this age – a lot of kids, and, and we're talking about high school kids in, in college, right? Because that, those are the ones that are closer to signing a pro, a, pro, uh, a pro contract. So the kids, they don't have to do much, you know, with what I'm saying, but it's easier for them to, to be thinking, okay, I need to make it. I need to go out there, you know? Yeah. And it, it's not that way. It doesn't, it doesn't happen. Yes, and it doesn't happen that way. What the kids right now these days... Their inspiration, it's fame. Yeah, Their inspiration is money. Their inspiration is cars. Their inspiration is having three houses. You see the difference? Yeah. My inspiration and Yaddy and, and my brothers, I know it for a fact because I live with them. 
their inspiration was getting my family on top, getting my mom out of work, getting my dad out of work because we saw how, how tired he was when he came from work. We, we, we saw our cousins uh, and my, aunt, my aunts and, and uncles, they had all kinds of sickness. We wanted to help them. That was, that was our, our inspiration, our family. Until my last day in the big leagues. In the big leagues, that was my last game ever since I started at five years old. Okay? I wore a picture of my family in my jersey inside. Because it's a reminder why I'm doing this. That's awesome. Of course, you're going to get paid later. That's awesome, man. But you know what I mean? Of course, yeah. you, you guys are going to get paid. That's going to happen with your dedication, with, mm-hmm. your, with your sacrifice of going lifting weights at 5 a.m. Or, or whatever you want to call it. It's going to happen. It's gonna, it's, that's coming. But that cannot be your motivation. It can't be, I know. It has to be your family. It has to be... Yeah. You know, I'm, I want to help my dad get off from work, man. I want to make it so I can buy him a, a better home, so I can buy him a little better car so he can go to and do whatever he wants and travel with my mom. See see the difference? These kids right now, they want the best iPhone. They want the best computer. They want to stay home. They, they, don't, they don't see it. They don't see their family becomes first, right? And my dad lived by it. My dad lived by God, family. And respect. But what happens when you put a girlfriend before respect or a girlfriend before family? What happens? It's always trouble. Always. Nobody in the world can tell me there's no trouble when that happens. So they have the wrong idea in their heads. And I hope they listen and they get this. Your inspiration should be your family. Your family. I'm going to get them out of the hole. You know, that should be it. I mean, I... I think if you're in anything just to make it for the money or fame, you're in, it, it, it's the wrong reason. Get out. Well, you lived it. I you mean, people I, don't know you yeah. from Adam, but, I mean, you right. you gave your whole young adult life to chasing a dream in, in the entertainment industry. Sure and Let me ask you, do you have any regrets? You know what? Zero. To me, it was more about the passion I had for that craft and going down that path and living it and experiencing it and doing it. I'd rather do that and not make it. Then just take well, a shortcut and make it instantly. Well, it no isn't. I journey. Until, I love the journey and uh, everything about it. Until, if I made it cool, if not, I'm uh, happy. I'm until right. Benji just said that, I had kind of forgotten, you know, because, uh, again, we were looking at you as, like, just a dad, right? But you guys really are the, the both ends of the spectrum. Benji's yeah. a guy that was able to fulfill his dream. Now, see, here's the thing I'm going to say, and this is, th- this is revolution. This is eye-opening for me. I was just getting ready to say, Darren, I'm not sure you fulfilled your dream. But it, but did you not? Well, because here's my question to you. Okay, for, for in your industry, I, you never did sign a big record contract, you a know, big one. You never. But I, listen, I, you know, but did you live? But I did everything my heroes did. I toured. I, I did videos. I was on the radio. I, I played stadiums. I went overseas. You just groups. didn't make a bunch of money. I just didn't do it on a big level, you know. And I didn't make a ton of money where I can keep doing it. So that's my point. Did you really not live your dream? I mean, oh, seriously. I, I live my dream to the fullest. Yeah. So, so see, that's my point. Why, why do we have to label stuff? Yeah. Money. Why? Do, I mean, well, that's why I hate my family. Oh, you know, Darren didn't make it. You know, what? have you ever left Granite City and whoever? Have you ever done anything outside of Madison County? I've lived it. I did it. I'm cool with it. You know, it's, that's awesome. Yeah, I would have loved to get that big break. Well, sure. Why not? I was right there so many freaking times. Benji, <laughs> but, I got to ask you on that note. But the journey, you know, I got to ask you. You live the life. It's, it might be easy for you to say now, 
But if you gave it everything you had, like you, you tell the story to me about showing up for spring training and then pulling everybody in a room, and there were 250 of you, and they said, look, look to your left, look to your right. The numbers say that two to three of you will make it. Yep. And you said you were looking to your left, and here's a guy that g- they gave a million dollars, and here's a guy that's, that does this, and here's this guy, and here's this guy. And, and you, I think you told me that you looked back, and you were the only one that made it. I not was only, the only one. Not only two or three, you were the only one. Yeah. But let me ask you this. Let's change the, end, let's change the outcome. And maybe it's, this might be hard for you to answer because it might be skewed because you did. If you wouldn't have made it, would you have looked at it any different? Let me tell you this. Um, I don't have to lie. I don't have to fake out anything, right? I mean, I, I had a, a great life and, 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 you know, godly life, so I'm happy with it. Uh, I'm happy with everything. But when I threw my spikes up to the <laughs> cable. Which, hey, listen, hang on real quick. I got to stop you before you tell the story. If you have not read his book, if you have not read Molina, you have to read it. This, this is a great story. I don't want you to ruin the whole story. Everybody. I love the fact that you just teased the throwing the spikes on the cable. You've got to read the book, folks. I know, You've got to read the book, time, Molina. But at that time, yep. I was set to go to Yuma, which that's where my ex was from. And I was set to go to Yuma, and I was set to go work, out, work at, a, at a Jack in the Box, at a McDonald's, at a factory. I was set. I tried my hardest. My dad pushed me uh, as good as he could. He trained me. He did everything. He sacrificed for me, but it didn't work at that time, at that point. It didn't work. So I was ready to go back to Yuma uh, and have a life, and have a life. And my mindset changed from being a player to helping others make it. You see the difference? Mm-hmm. If, I, if I'm these days kids, I might have my head like, why am I going to help anybody? I didn't make it. The hell with him. You see what I'm saying? Right. See, my mind was set already to go work. I knew exactly where I was going to apply for work. I was going to work at a at a place where they pick up letters, and, and which I did. I ended up doing it. But I was I was ready. I was ready for that because I didn't see it that my uh, scouts didn't like me or whatever it was. I didn't make it. That's okay. But I was I was good with it. I tried my hardest. It didn't work. It's like you. You try. You, you try your hardest. Yeah. You lived it, but you're ready for the next chapter. I that, was. That's a lot better than never doing anything and then wondering what would have happened. And I a lot of people, one of those people. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people say, "Oh, yeah, it's easy for you to say because you made it." No, no, no. Yeah. It was a plain right. true. I was ready to go, and I was ready to to have a family. I was ready mm-hmm. to raise my kids. And if they were girls, I wanted to play softball, basketball, soccer. And if they were kids, boys baseball, everything. I was ready for that. And then my chance came in and I took advantage of it and I was ready for it and they signed me. See the difference? Oh yeah. My mindset was already set. I mean, I didn't give up because I didn't get signed. I said, okay, I didn't get signed. Well, let me get my son signed or let me get my cousin signed or let me get your friend signed or let me get my family signed and maybe they can make it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of kids, you don't see that these days. Yeah. That's good stuff. Well, listen, I'm excited about the next episode because we're going to talk about we making talk for it. for days about this. <laughs> yeah, and Darren, I would, and, and I know that um, the regular guys will be back the next time he's in town. I, I would ask that you come back. Yeah, I, I would love to, man. I appreciate um, this. Because awesome. I, I like the dynamic of the just starting 
and the guy that's been there and done that. And then you got the goofball in me that kind of <laughs> facilitates. I love it. So I, I love it. Thanks for the conversation. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. It's an um, honor to be on the show. And Benji, thank you. Um, I, you know, how much I appreciate you and everything you've done for us and the, the legitimacy you've, you've given to the show. And, you know, I talk about, you know, Mike and, and Hey, I want to remind everybody of one thing. I'm going to leave you with this thought. Um, I bring it up from time to time. Never forget that the inspiration for my show was the letter that Mike Matheny wrote his parents when they asked him to coach the 10-year-old baseball team. Um, I believe in my heart that that letter gets taken the wrong way by some people. Um, if you read his book, some people think he's saying, do, do this. That's, he's not saying it at all. What he's saying is it's okay to demand that these kids take responsibility for themselves. You don't have to treat them like babies. But at the same time, what is this all about? It's all about them. And if at any time you use the word you or, or, or use the word I, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. It should be about them. Don't project yourself into the conversation when it comes to your, your, your child. In any sport, in any endeavor, this isn't just a sports thing. It can be academics. It can be life. It could be anything they're good at. It doesn't matter. It, not even good at. Something they want, something they have a passion for. But never, 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 ever forget that that's the inspiration for the show. He, John Smoltz. Cal Ripken, the fact that a guy like Benji Molina found us on social media and believed in what we were doing and started sharing stuff for us and we were able to get involved. Those are the inspirations for this show. The guys that get it that are that are happy to share their experiences with people. And you can take them and you can try to get better with them or you can throw them in the trash. It's completely up to you. But never forget this, that the most influential thing to me that I've ever heard, and Benji brought it up, and again, I want to remind people, this goes right to what the, the show was about today. If you want to kill this fun, if you want to take every ounce of fun out of this for your son or daughter, and again, I know we're talking about baseball. It could be soccer. It could be football. It could be homework. It could be band practice. It could be math team. It could be gymnastics. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be anything in the whole world. If you want to ruin this and take away the fun, when your son or daughter doesn't do well or do something up to your expectations, if you want to ruin it for them, go ahead and jump right in their nightmare as soon as it's over on the way home. Just jump right in. Because I will tell you, the, the most amazing thing I read on Mike's site was, was the blog, The Car Ride Home. And if you haven't Googled it, Google it because they – they pulled like, I can't remember, it, it's been a while since I, I read it because it changed my life, to be quite honest with you. I've, I've talked about it on the show. I read this. I cried like a baby. I immediately went up to both my kids' rooms and apologized to them because I had done it numerous times. If you want to ruin this thing, jump in their nightmare. Because let me assure you of something. When your son goes 0 for 3 and strikes out three times or can't throw a strike or makes the big air or fails a test or doesn't hit the right note in band or doesn't sing real well at her recital or does awful at gymnastics, gets a bad grade, nobody feels worse than they do for a variety of reasons. Number one, they develop their own self-worth at their own times, but they also want to please you. Trust me. Okay? If you want to ruin it for them, just jump right in and make it worse on them by berating them about it right away. Just go ahead because – when they pulled these big leaguers, and it was a big number. It wasn't like they talked to 10 big leaguers. They talked to like 300 guys that had played at that level or something like this. And they asked them about what was the worst experience when they were younger, and they all said that, I mean, it was the car ride home. 
the car ride home. So let me assure you of something. If you want to ruin this and you want to take it in a direction that it doesn't need to go, and again, I'm, I'm beating this into the ground because I know it's a baseball show, but it's everything. Go ahead and, and as Benji mentioned earlier, the his story earlier from his own relative, jump right in their nightmare. Jump right in. Because let me tell you something, when you're 10 or 12 and you feel awful and you feel like you let your team down and you feel like you're embarrassed and you feel like you let your parents down and you did all this, nothing will make you feel better than them jumping right in and reminding you that that's exactly what you did. So if you want to ruin it for them, jump right in. Okay? That's my last thought on today. I'm excited to have Benji come back in a couple weeks. I want to talk to him about the dream, about not squashing the dream, how to approach the, and again with my air quotes, the dream, how to approach it. Because I think we all talk about it a little bit to some degree because it's also not not normal to think, man, maybe my son could do this or maybe my daughter could do this. Maybe I should do this. Maybe I should. That's not not normal. So how do we handle it? What's the best way to handle it? We're going to talk to Benji about that next week uh, or in a couple weeks when he's back. Obviously, I'm going to have Darren back because uh, I'm going to give Darren a couple weeks to think, man, this is my opportunity to ask this guy, what do I do? How do I handle it? So I'm going to give Darren that opportunity as well. I have so many questions. Can I come back, please? <laughs> yes, you are coming back. All right, um, let's move on. Uh, and again, I thank the, our friends at The Rope Trainer, theropetrainer.com. As John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. So check it out today. Um, it's time now to go to everybody's favorite on the show, Kurt McNabb. Does a tremendous job. He's so energetic. Uh, he gets it. I, I, I mean, since I've met the guy, I'm so impressed with him. The, the, our listeners love him. They love what he brings to the table. They're following him more and more every day. The Rope Trainer guys couldn't have picked a better guy to represent him. Let's go now to the Rope Report this week with Kurt McNabb from Dirtbag Baseball Nation. Thanks, Jim. Great to be back with all you dirtbags. It's because of your desire to be better baseball people that motivates us here at Dirtbag Baseball Nation and the team over at the Rope Trainer to provide you with the best information we can here every week on the Rope Report. Well, with the MLB off and running, and it's fantastic just to sit and watch the great, the good, the bad, and sometimes the downright ugly of everything that can happen in this great game of baseball. Heck, I also enjoy reading the post-game articles, whether they have a clue about what they're writing about or not. There's always something valuable, and I always take something away from every game I watch live, on TV, over the radio, or in the written articles. It's just another reason of why I love the physical, mental, and emotional challenges and the grind of baseball. And that's what I'm going to be talking about this week on The Rope Report. Personally, I believe we are doing a great things, or sorry, we are doing great things in developing players physically in the game today. The players are stronger and faster overall, but where I see the disconnect is in the mental training and the understanding of the emotional side of players and how this affects their ability to be successful in this game or not. We are missing the boat big time. Make no mistake about it on these vital components at all levels of the game. Through research and conversations I've had with the players, parents, trainers, coaches, and facility owners, I've found three very glaring reasons that have validated my beliefs that we are not willing to believe that mental and emotional understanding are vital to all players' overall chance at success in this game of baseball and in life. One, I've found that players 
parents, coaches, facility owners, and trainers are scared of using the phrase or terminology mental training because they think as players that means they have something wrong with them mentally or if they say it as a coach, a parent, a trainer, etc., that it might be perceived as them saying the player has something wrong mentally. Therefore, it's become a taboo subject in my mind, and it's ended up resulting in almost no one wanting to talk about it or even delve into the absolute importance of it. Two, I also found out that coaches, trainers, and facility owners and parents believe that as long as they show a player physically how to do a baseball-related activity or see your child being taught physically how to do a baseball-related activity, then this is okay, and this is total development and money well spent. You believe that you are making the player 100% better and that your son or daughter is getting 100% better, and this is all it takes to continue to achieve success at the level they're playing as well as if they want to play at the next level. The third thing that I found out through this research is that the mass majority of coaches, trainers, and facility owners do not want to commit to a player on an emotional level. Again, they don't want to commit to a player on an emotional level. No one has ever said this outright in that way, but their language during practices and games, their responses, and their actions showed me that if they get emotionally attached to a player, then that's player or sorry then that player's success or lack of success becomes their personal success or lack of success of success so they get that emotional attachment and this paralyzes them it's too much for them to handle so it becomes way easier for the coach or that player or the or the facility trainer to just focus on the physical side of the equation and avoid the mental and emotional side altogether well This research has helped validate our thoughts and beliefs on the reality that we are letting players down in regards to training them mentally as well as developing their understanding of how their emotions affect them positively and negatively. This includes players at the pro levels all the way to Little League. I've I've talked to everybody. I've gone through the gauntlet and they're all in a similar vote. They realized after talking that it's a huge missing component to their overall development. They weren't sure what it was until we talked about it. It's also helped me change some of the terminology we use here at Dirtbag Baseball Nation. Like instead of using mental training, we call it mindset development because we actually want to help you build the strongest, most powerful mindset and emotional well-being possible. The last thing this research confirmed for us is that we know there has to be a complete understanding and connection between the mind, the body, and emotions of every single player as an individual and that every player is different and is able to make these connections based on their own level of trust and obviously commitment to themselves and us. We believe in this and are committed to this development process 100%. Make no mistake about it. We will not shy away from this because the players need this, not just for their baseball careers, but also to help with their day-to-day life issues as well. It's all completely confidential, 
I'm going to stop right here and let you guys think about that for the rest of the week. Next week, I'm going to be talking about some of the layers of our program that players in general go through from Little League to the pros. As always, I can't thank Earl from the Rope Trainer enough for believing in us and allowing me to come on every week and talk to all of you great people and all our dirtbags on the Rope Report. You all know that I believe in the Rope... Oh, sorry. You all know that I believe the Rope Trainer should be in your bag just like your glove, your helmet, and your cleats. You can use it anywhere and at any time to get warmed up, stay warmed up during long innings at your games, to use as throwing drills for younger players, and the list of uses goes on and on. If you don't already have the Rope Trainer, then you can get one by going to www.theropetrainer.com. Be sure to use the code DIRTBAG5 at checkout so that we know you heard about it here on the Rope Report. You also know that you can contact me directly at info at dirtbagbaseballnation.com. Again, that's info at dirtbagbaseballnation.com or on Facebook and Instagram at dirtbagbaseballnation for any questions you have. Until next week, Dirtbags, it's time to get up, get after it, and get dirty. Great stuff as always. And again, you can see why I love Dirk so much. He's a tremendous guy. And again, um, the guys at the Rope Trainer, they've been with me now the, 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 you know, for a year and a half. Uh, met them at the ABCA, believed in what they were doing. And, and if you were trying to sell me, if you got a guy, you know, if you got a guy on your side like John Smoltz, that's all I needed. Again, uh, as John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. Check it out today, theropetrainer.com. Uh, another gentleman who you guys know I believe in and I think is tremendous at what he does. Uh, I, I just think the most interesting thing about Justin Stone from EliteBaseball.tv and Travis Kerber, I, I just find it fascinating that when you go to these guys, one day you walk in and they're working with a guy in the big leagues, and then the next day they're doing, they're, they are doing it the right way with a kid that's seven years old. It, 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 it amazes me how some people get it and understand it. These guys get it. They understand it. If you haven't checked out EliteBaseball.tv, you're doing yourself a disservice. Check them out today. Let's go now to my friends from Elite Baseball up out of Chicago. Take it away, boys. Thanks, Jim. Justin Stone here with EliteBaseball.tv. I'm in here in, back in Chicago on a cold and blustery spring day. You have baseball players in here working out inside, but not all the time when you guys get rained out of your practices or games. Do you have the luxury of just at the last minute going into an indoor facility and continuing to practice? So here's something you can do that I highly recommend. Classroom time. Now I know kids from Monday through Friday sit all day in a classroom and we think, well, one great thing about sport is we're getting them active and we're moving them around. But there's a lot of value in the classroom setting and getting across your points you're trying to make for team defense, team offense, or using video to illustrate some of the coaching points you may have on the field. We may only do this once or twice a year, but once or twice a year, but I find it highly productive when we get indoors in a team building type setting, get some pizza, and then we put on a screen. You can do it on a large television plasma, you can do it on a projector, but we get pieces of pro clips, college baseball clips, things that are easy to find on YouTube, and it takes a little legroom for the coach to prepare for this but illustrating double cuts, illustrating players backing up bases, illustrating hard run out ground balls, even at the big league level, 
and the defense ends up making an error and we take an extra base. Small little points that we may make at the end of a game speech when we talk about things that went well in that game, things that didn't go as well, are much more powerful when you can show a professional player or a high-end college baseball player doing it on TV. So when these players see the, the, what is going on on TV, they see it on ESPN, those people are put on a pedestal in their mind on what we're trying to become in the game. So using them to illustrate those points in a classroom setting becomes a very powerful way to get your message across. I know that our coaches tend to do this when we get rained out early in the season, and it always helps us when we get back on the field and we get in that teaching learning scenario once again. So it's very easy to say, oh, it rained out today. We have an excuse not to practice. We're gonna take the day off. Rather than doing that, take some time as a coach, be prepared by just picking out a couple of clips at your lunch break, create a file of clips that when you get into this situation where you're rained out, you can quickly get into an indoor setting and show your players some of the illustrated points that you've been trying to make in your practice. Believe me, it'll go a long way. You can see some of these clips for team defense in a very easy way in our digital playbook at EliteBaseball.tv where I telestrate where your players should be on the field during first and thirds, bunt defenses and cuts and relays. We try to make it as easy as we can for you. Sure, if you want to pick out the big leaguers, by all means do so. I think that's very powerful. But if you want to see us do it and make it really easy for you to do your coaching, come see us at EliteBaseball.tv. Until next week, this is Justin Stone, and I'll see you on the field. Great stuff, and again, couple of my favorites, Travis Kerber, Justin Stone. I don't hide it. I love the guys. Again, I, if you're not incorporating what they're teaching into your practice routine in some way, whether you're a parent, coach, or a player, you need to check out EliteBaseball.tv. We spend a ton of money on baseball, folks. Uh, for what you get, I, I, again, it's pennies. Pennies to take ownership and be better. So check them out, EliteBaseball.tv. Uh, hey, I want to thank everybody for today's show. Um, again, I can't thank Darren Yates enough for stepping in. I needed a producer this week. He volunteered. Um, again, not even thinking that he was starting this journey. I was happy to hear from him today, and I do welcome him back. My good friend who's in town for, for the, the Cardinals opener, and again, uh, always gracious with his time. Benji, thank you so much. Um, appreciate you. Appreciate your family and everything they do for baseball and they've done for Youth Baseball Talk. Thank you so much. Uh, be glad to have you back on. I'm looking forward to our three winners of our contest being able to call in and, and with their question for Benji. Um, I'll be curious to hear those, and, and we'll be letting those guys know to start thinking about what they want to ask. Um, excited about that as well. Um, again, special thanks to the Rope Trainer, theropetrainer.com. Check them out today. My good friends at precisionimpact.ca. Don't forget your coupon code there, Youth Baseball Talk, in the coupon section. Receive your extra 10% off. Of course, EliteBaseball.tv, all they do for the show means a lot to me. Check us out at YouthBaseballTalk.com. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can listen to back episodes. We've got a lot of people that listen to the very first episode I ever did still today. Uh, you can binge listen. You can go back, find the episodes that might apply to something you're dealing with. Um, we're still going strong here four years in. Uh, very proud of the show and very excited for, for people to find us and, and kind of go back and, and pick and choose the listening. You can do that through YouthBaseballTalk.com. Um, to help the show, again, my ask is always this. If you're doing your shopping on Amazon, especially baseball equipment, go to youthbaseballtalk.com, click the Amazon banner, do your shopping. doesn't cost you anything. We get a small referral. helps us with production costs. Thank you so much. Find us on social media. It's how we reach people, at Podcast Baseball on Twitter. The big ask, though, go to Facebook, type in Youth Baseball Talk, like our Facebook page. Click invite your friends, anybody you know involved in this wonderful game. 
um, or, or do you think just would, would benefit from the conversations and would and might want to jump in the conversation? Invite them to like it. We'd like them to be a part of it as well. Special thanks to lineupmedia.fm, fastest-growing podcast company on the planet, now home to the newest radio sensation, Yo Radio. Make sure you check them out. Again, they take your entertainment time very seriously. I'm very proud to be a part of what they're doing at lineupmedia.fm. For all my guests today and all my sponsors, I thank you so much. I'm your host, Jim Cromer. I'll see you on the field. Tune in next week for another edition of Youth Baseball Talk. Subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Find us online at youthbaseballtalk.com, facebook.com slash youthbaseballtalk, or on Twitter at podcastbaseball. Plus, check out all of our podcasts at lineupmedia.fm.